I am Yurima Karama. Salutations. You're rocking with the brand. I am Yurima Karama, and this is the Mastermind Alliance. And we got a build tonight. We got a hell of a build tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I got my brothers up here with me, Wealth and D. Uh, <clears throat> for the IG family that's just getting on, you might want to pull out some pens and pads and take some notes. This is going to be a hell of a session. I see the family getting in. Um, definitely want to get uh, the family, uh, give them some time to get in because they want to hear this information. Uh, and, uh, definitely want to, uh, make sure that everybody is privy to this. Um, also let me see if I can, before we, before I go any further while we're, uh, getting started. So if this is your first time with me, Make sure that you go to the webpage, www.yurimakarama.com. Go there so that you can download my app. And, um, yeah, you'll want to download that app. Uh, and let me see here. Also, make sure that you are connecting with the, our Unity Walk organization at www.theunitywalk.com. We have our National Unity Walk event coming up. It is this coming uh, Thursday, the 22nd through the 25th, we are going to be in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm looking forward to it. This is a this is a get together for members as well as non-members. Um, so I hope that the family can uh, come out and show out for that. Uh, we do have quite a few family members that are coming out. We do have quite a few guests that are coming out. So I look forward to the build there. And uh, I look forward to meeting uh, some of our new family members. Give me just a second because I want to make sure that um, we got a few things to discuss here. And I want to start this out. Um, let me see. Okay, I got that up. Thank you. Thank you. Now you're working with me. There we go. Technology. And so I want to um, – <clears throat> Uh, start this out as the family is getting in and getting on. IG family, salute you. Afro-Latina, I see Melanated Yoshi. I see uh, Lil Fish 16. It's good to have the family with us. And so I want to preface this and get a kind of do a lead-in to what we're going to talk about, the importance of what's going on right now. Uh, and let me see here. Definitely don't want to. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're there. So I kind of want to do a lead in with this and uh, and then we'll we'll go from there. We have uh, two guests um, that will be talking with us uh, about black farmers uh, and uh, hemp, hemp and the connections that um, 
that we could potentially have uh, with our brothers and sisters uh, in Cush. And so definitely want to uh, give them a moment to speak. But before we get there, I want to, uh, I, I think that this is, this is uh, prevalent for those that might not know. Um, you soon will. Just let me get the video up here. And better than any place in the nation. But we need people to come forward. And we need the black population to come forward. And we need the Hispanic community to come forward. They have to go first. We can't put the needle in your arm if you don't bring your arm forward. For the purpose of sterilization and, and population control, there's too many people on the planet we need to get rid of, in the words of Bill Gates, at least 3 billion people need to die. So we'll just start off in Africa. We'll start doing our research there, and we'll eliminate, eliminate most, most of the Africans because they're deplorable. They're worthless. They're not part of this world economy. So they have their rights taken away and they're suppressed and they're experimented. And the multilateral agencies faster and better than any place in the nation. But we need people to come forward. And we need the black population to come forward. And we need the Hispanic community to come forward. They have to go first. We can't put the needle in your arm if you don't bring your arm forward. For the purpose of sterilization and, and population control, there's too many people on the planet we need to get rid of. In the words of Bill Gates, at least 3 billion people need to die. So we'll just start off in Africa. We'll start doing our research there, and we'll eliminate, eliminate most, most of the Africans because they're deplorable. They're worthless. They're not part of this world economy. So they have their rights taken away and they're suppressed and they're experimented. And the multilateral agencies faster and better than any place in the nation. But we need people. Yeah, so I wanted to start it out there because, and I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to, uh, I'm definitely not trying to push fear, but I, I do absolutely want you to know how your enemy thinks. Um, <laughs> it's definitely imperative that you know how your enemy thinks. The fact of the matter is, is that your enemy can't get rid of us. They've been trying for hundreds of years now. Uh, and unfortunately for them, their numbers keep going down and ours continue to go up. They've tried everything that they can. But it's important that you know that they do have a plan in effect. And one of those plans is um, food shortages. Um you, you hear them talk about the about the jab there and how, you know, the the black and brown people have to have to step up first. The fact of the matter is, is that 61 percent of Europeans in this country have already taken the shot. Fifteen percent of Hispanics and nine percent of black. So they're trying to get those numbers up for us uh, because they want us tied to this matrix that they have going on. And so for those of us that are actually smart enough to realize what the hell is going on, we're not. We're not uh, we're not going for the bullshit and the shenanigans. Uh, however, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that we should continue to have the Jesus syndrome, which is meaning that we just sit back and do nothing and expect uh, something miraculous to happen for us. No, there is some work that we have to do. Some of that work deals with unification. Some of that work deals with networking with other groups of people. Some of that work deals with the 
uh, 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 networking between Brazil, uh, Kush, as you all may know, is Africa, which sometimes I use the term Alkebulon. Uh, I was corrected on that today. And one thing about me, I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to get that knowledge. So um, I was corrected. The proper name is Kush. We'll talk about that later. Uh, But the important thing is that we need to start networking. Uh, I want to show a quick, um, I want to show, and unfortunately the the, uh, Clubhouse family won't get a chance to see this, uh, but the IG family will. And I want to show you a quick, um, a quick picture of uh, what we are doing with the Unity Walk and how this can tie in. It's actually uh, much bigger than the Unity Walk, but uh, when we start talking about uh, building community, so we've had we got engineers. We have, uh, we have, yeah, black engineers, uh, no Europeans over here, uh, black engineers, uh, architects, uh, and this is a design for a community, for our community. Uh, here's the housing over here where you see the, where you see the cross at right there. That's the residential area. This is the industrial area over here. This is the agricultural area right up here. This is for the farming. This is uh, healing centers, uh, welcoming centers. Also, in none of this are we using any of the normal logo or normal language verbiage as the Europeans use. So there will be no such thing as police stations in our communities. No, we won't use fire, uh, a fire department, none of that. One of the ways in breaking the matrix is not only name changes, but also uh, naming things differently, more organic, more wholesome. We have to start changing the verbiage because when you start to change the verbiage, you can start to change the mindset, particularly in our children. So this is, this is done. All we're looking for now is the resources, the financial resources to get it done. So we put it to paper. We've designed it. They really went on a print like they, they really based this around how I would want the community to look. Uh, my vision. But it's all of our vision. Because I went with my team. We talked behind closed doors. And this is how we want the community to look. Now all we have to do is bring it into fruition, manifestation. And let me tell you something right now with this planetary shift, manifestation is happening very quickly. It's happening very quickly. So this is, uh, this is something that's definitely going to happen. Um, but I just wanted to give you an idea. So as we go further, how does this play in when we talk about black farmers? How does this play in when we talk about making connections with our brothers and sisters, our cousins, uh, our relatives in Kush in Brazil. How does all this tie in? Well, we're going to have the sister uh, Jackie, Jackie Q, who has been invited as a as a guest on our panel. Um, her and the brother LaQuay, they're going to uh, weigh in. Uh, brother LaQuay is actually living 
on the continent right now. And uh, Empress Jackie is actually from around, was well, Empress Jackie's actually from around my way, but they are both doing big things. Uh, Empress Jackie, I would like you to really uh, kind of hone in, uh, particularly, it, it, just please, if you can, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, kind of what you do. And um, if we can talk about the black farmers, as you and I discussed earlier, because I just think it's so important. Thank you and, and welcome to our panel as well, Empress. We are uh, fortunate to have you and uh, the, the God LaQuay with us tonight. Thank you so much, Brother Yarima. Thank you for inviting us to this forum. Um, good evening, brothers and sisters. Um, my name is Jackie Q, Jackie Quander. Um, I am an activist for our black farmers here in the United States. I am um, also working with 2020 Farmers Cooperative, um, which is a co-op for uh, black and disadvantaged farmers here in the United States as well. And I have recently gotten into this space. Um, I was actually interested in getting into the cannabis uh, space. And I was invited to a Zoom call that was being hosted by 2020 Farmers Cooperative. And in listening in on the Zoom call, I heard about the dire state of our black farmers and the loss of the agricultural property since the early 1900s. And I was in shock. Um, so I decided not to just stand by and watch uh, everything our ancestors worked hard for um, go down the drain. So I began to contact other farmers just to have these conversations with them. And little did I know that there was a pending lawsuit that 12 white farmers filed recently that stopped the debt relief program that Biden, the Biden administration uh, set aside um, for $4 billion was set aside for the black farmers, black and disadvantaged farmers. And 12 white farmers uh, filed a discriminatory lawsuit and a judge in Milwaukee upheld that lawsuit. And what this means is that the last bit of land that our black farmers have uh, control over uh, is in jeopardy of being foreclosed on. What that means is that the last bit of food that black farmers have control over in the United States is at jeopardy um, of being taken, swindled. And this is nothing new. Mm -hmm. This is something that has been done over decades since the early 1900s when we had well over a million black farmers in the United States. Um, it was a bustling industry. We had more black farmers than white farmers. And of course, anything that we are succeeding at will be stripped from us. So over the years, um, our farmers have been excluded from uh, supermarkets, um, major contracts, um, processing contracts, and in turn, they've had to borrow money borrow money in order to maintain the agricultural property. 
when they weren't able to pay off the loans, they started to lose acreage um, of their property. So if a black farmer had uh, 500 acres back in the early uh, 1950s, right now that black farmer probably has about 100 acres left. So over the years, they've been uh, swindled um, from bad business deals out of their land. And right now we are limited. So uh, I always refer to this quote by uh, Kissinger and it says, one who controls the food controls the nation. And we are in a vice grip. So we are in a uh, crisis that a lot of us have not really paid attention to because we're distracted, seriously distracted. And what we cannot do is allow ourselves to be placed in a position that we have to depend on those um, that attack our bodies uh, to feed from the, the palm of their hands. So it is uh, very important for us to get behind this movement. So with 2020 Farmers Cooperative, we are asking all rural and urban farmers to come together under this one umbrella for non-farmers and supporters and volunteers to also come underneath this umbrella. And we are asking our black farmers to allow the brothers and sisters to become equity investors in their property and in their crops so we can help save them. Um, we do know that there is one black farmer that has filed a counter suit um, against the 12 white farmers that are upholding the debt relief. Um, we don't know how successful that is going to be, but if we can uh, rely on history, we will know that that is probably going to take us, take them nowhere. Um, uh, one case uh, in the last eight years, with the Office of Civil Rights at USDA. Only one case ever won um, in the last 20 years, actually. Um, this is uh, something that uh, we cannot continue to fight. We cannot continue to um, continue to do the same thing over and over and over again because it hasn't been successful over the last century. So our best bet is to take our focus off of um, the trick bag that they are trying to put us in and unite, unite and get behind our farmers. If out of 33.5 million black people that live here in the United States, if each black person donated a dollar or $5, our black farmers wouldn't be in this situation. But when we are divided like we are, um, this is what happens. So I'm asking for everyone to log on to 2020farmerscoop.com, join, volunteer, donate, do whatever you can do because we are in a dire state. Um, we don't want to wait until the final hour uh, to become reactive because it would be too late. So um, that's pretty much where we are right now. We are trying to get as much awareness 
brought to this as possible. Um, thank you, Brother Yorima, for allowing me to speak about this, to bring more awareness to this dire state that we are all in. Because once this happens, we will all be affected. Um, right now, if you paid attention, you will see that the prices in the supermarket are skyrocketing because that is a part of the plan. We are going to find ourselves worrying about how we're going to put food on our dinner tables for our children, for our family, if we do not do something now. So the time uh, is now. We don't have a lot of time left before they start foreclosing on the properties. So um, if you want to uh, reach me, you can uh, DM me, message me. I'm on Instagram as uh, Lovely J. That's L-U-V-L-E-E-J-A-Y. If you follow my profile, you'll see all of my Instagram, uh, my social media uh, contacts. And you can also contact me at 2020 Farmers Co-op, that's co-op.com. And just inquire, contact us, and just to find out what you can do to play a part in assisting our black farmers. And I thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Jackie. Um, I, um, I, I, you know, I. As you were talking, my mind goes to when do we realize that there's been a declaration of war? Um, so they, the government is offering not just black farms; they're offering farmers. Period. I think it's thirty-eight hundred dollars now per acre to destroy crops, uh, which in turn could potentially cause a food shortage. Um, Bill Gates owns now owns two hundred and seventy thousand acres of land from coast to coast. He's um, he's in uh, he's got investments with uh, what's that impossible impossible burger and beyond burgers and all these other or beyond beef and all these other groups. Um, so the investment with 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 black farmers is very important. Uh, but we see that there's no form of recourse within a court of law. Um, when do we get to a point where we say, you know what? Um, yeah, we need to support black farmers, but we also need to, we also maybe need to protect black farm land. Period. And protect black farm land by using Malcolm X's quote by any means necessary because that's really what it's coming down to it's a protection of the land they're trying to take up the land now um, and so I, I, I really appreciate I really appreciate you enlightening us on this um, uh, but I do want to get your thoughts on that as far as um, what some other groups out here can do um, because you have a direct affiliation with the black farmers, what, what some other groups out here can do to potentially provide protection for the land. Economic support is one thing, but then, you know, this is fiat currency. So this shit is going to be non void in a minute anyway, but 
but the land is here. The land is tangible. The land we can put our feet and our hands into. We can dig up soil. Um, so, so that becomes a very important asset that that uh, that I, I just think we need to take more serious. So, what are your thoughts on that, Empress? And then we're going to move on. Well, we definitely need to create an industry uh, that we can start processing and manufacturing. That you know, we're we're trying to teach uh, all farmers how to be forward thinkers and not farm in the traditional ways um, that they have been. The um, what we're asking uh, as far as the protection of the land, um, I actually have a couple of phone calls to make. Um, I'm actually going to be reaching out to some individuals that may be able to provide a presence um, while we are um, in this crisis. Um, but what we're also doing as an alternative um, measure is um, looking for uh, individuals that have air property that they are not using that we can actually lease and allow farmers to utilize. So we do mm. not lose supply of our food. Mm. Um, the most important thing is to be forward thinking and to actually assist our farmers with seeing um, their produce from seed to shelf. Um, we cannot continue to allow them. Well, we don't want them to continue to do business with those that are not favorable them succeeding and and that has that's what's been the problem um i can't explain to you why i think that uh we've been pretty much excluded in the agricultural industry and our black and disadvantaged farmers um have been giving given these sour deals and they were desperate so they took the deals they needed the money Mm -hmm. But what they didn't understand was that they were being put in a trick bag. So you take the money, but you're not going to get contracts to sell your produce. So what happens to the produce? Then you're left with just going to your local farmer's market or loading it up on the side of the road and hoping that you have enough enough local uh, residents to come and purchase from you. Or you put it on the back of a truck and you drive around through the neighborhood. That is not enough to sustain uh, farmland or agricultural property. Empress, Empress Jackie, um, I, 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 apologies for cutting you, but no, it's okay. how much, how much of the onus, because, because I feel the black farmers. So, when we say that, when we say that they shouldn't have taken the deal, they shouldn't have taken the money because there was there they put themselves in a trick bag. How much onus is on us for not supporting? Because if I go and build the store, and then the store and then the store is about to go out of business, and I get offered some money. How much of the onus is on the black community for not fucking supporting the black farmers in the first place? Less than 50%, brother. And, and I, 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 would, I would say, I would say that our farmers have to be 
more open to their brothers and sisters supporting them. Okay. We, we, we can't, we cannot assist uh, them if we don't know. They've okay. been fighting this silent battle for decades. It's mm. been a silent battle. How many of us in this room can actually say that we knew that each and every year the farmers were borrowing money that they couldn't pay back, and when they couldn't pay them back, they were losing about 50 acres of their land, of their property. Mm. That's something that I didn't know. Um, however, <laughs> we know now. Today we know. Mm. So this is the final grab. It's what it's being called. It's been labeled as the final grab because they are down to, um, they've lost 90% of the agricultural land. 90%. So we're down to the last 10%. Wow. And that is what we're struggling to hold on to. It's that serious. And like I said, it was something that I wasn't even aware of until I really started getting into the space and trying to inquire about getting into the cannabis industry. This is when I found out about the dire state of all black and disadvantaged farmers in the United States. This is nationwide. So we held a Zoom last week. Um, mm -hmm. One of the farmers that has, uh, he owns Cowtown, uh, Cowtown Nation, Corey Lee, former uh, major league baseball player and um, rancher. He held a meeting and a lot of black farmers nationwide attended. And it literally, uh, it was depressing. It was depressing because this is generational property. This is generational farmland. That means their grandparents, our ancestors, actually cropped uh, this land for years. And mm. this is this is what is about to be lost. So it means more to me that this land was ours, um, you know, since we became freedmen. Um, so it, we have to get behind this. It, it, right now, we can't point a finger and say, you know, who's to blame? It's too late for that. Was mm -hmm. was what puts fear in me is. Who's going to be supplying our food? Mm. Last year, last mm. year, 600,000 people passed away from a virus. And I, I that's in quotes, um, <laughs> because we were unhealthy. Well, why are we unhealthy? What are we eating? Who are we eating from? How dare we trust anyone? that hates us to feed, from, to feed from the palms of their hands. Mm. So how can we watch our last bit of food supply be swindled from underneath us? That is the point. So we have to wake up. We have to wake up. This is a crisis. The house is on fire. And we cannot stand by and watch it burn down. So if we do not come together, we are going to find ourselves up shit creek without a paddle very mm. soon. So we must join an effort. We must back this 
this problem. We must get behind our farmers. We must donate. We must crowdfund. We must find air property. We must get together and strategize. And that's the bottom line. I worry about how I'm going to be able to feed my family shortly. Because I went into the supermarket about two weeks ago and one steak was $28. One, one piece of meat. So what I want everybody to understand is how black people are used in these efforts. When you receive your EBT card, you are restricted as far as where you can spend those benefits. You cannot go to a local black farmer and spend your EBT benefits with them. You are to go to a supermarket where there are not really too many black uh, products, <laughs> black-owned products in a supermarket. Those are not coming from our black farmers. But that's where you must spend your EBT benefit. You are being used with those benefits to exclude black farmers, black people, and disadvantaged people are being used in this effort. It's mm. all a part of the system. So, it, you know, I don't know what else it's going to take, but I do know that we must pay careful attention to the vice grip that we are in. And even with our food pantries, do you know that none of the, our black farmers foods are in the food pantry? We're not mm. supporting them. Wow. You know, and, and, and this is, this is, you know, we're just being used as pawns and an overall scheme and a system that is putting us in a vice grip and a squeeze. And we are being targeted from all angles, all angles from the vaccination to, uh, you know, sending our kids back to school in the middle of a pandemic um, now they want to start knocking on our doors and dragging us out to make us to force us to take a shot. <laughs> now they're trying to take the rest of the, the farmland and it's not about the money. Believe me, they don't want our black farmers to pay back this money. They don't want the money. They want the land. Bill Gates yeah. is buying up all the land because there's fresh water that runs underneath agricultural property. Period. So it's a must that we get together. We either start purchasing more land. We have to start using, uh, taking a look at air properties. Who's got air properties just sitting there not being used? Can we use it? We need, we're in war. We're at war. We're at a precipice. And so many of us are out here chasing a bag. Well, your money is not going to be any good. Because the one thing that we need in order to survive is food. We can't eat money. We can eat food, though. So mm. I, I beg you to join 2020 Farmers Cooperative. Get behind this movement. Um, and hurry. It's, it's not a game. I digress. <laughs> and thanks again, Brother Yarima. I'm very passionate about this. I wish more of us understood uh, what this means. But we do. We need indoor growing systems. Uh, we need urban farmers. We need, I, I know a few farmers that are growing on top of the buildings in, in New York. Um, we need community gardens. 
We need any and everything. I don't care if you can put a little 10 by 10 plot in the back of your yard. Start planting now. Start getting food boxes. Start saving your seeds. Do whatever you need to do because you got it. You have to realize that we're at a precipice and this is war. This is just the beginning. So let's not wait. Um, let's do whatever we can. Let's unite. Let's get together. Um, and, and let's do what we have to do to survive. And thanks again. Empress Jackie, I thank you for that. And, um, you, you said some, you said some very key things. Um, I love your passion. Um, passion recognizes passion. So I, I, I totally get it. Um, this is why I'm big. Um, this is why I'm big on, uh, smashing people who, you know, find it just a need to party every day and, and kick it. We're in the, we're in the bowels of war. There is a war declaration and, and you hit it, you hit it on the head Empress. You can't fucking eat money, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, you know, I mean, when we talk about food that comes from the earth, um, just the expense of eating healthy, look at what they've done for an expense just to eat healthy, just to get healthy, fresh fruits and vegetables. And if they, and, and if there is a food shortage, The first discipline, many can't control their stomachs, which is why we talk about fasting. We practice fasting because it's a discipline in fasting. It's being able to abstain and sustain yourself on, 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 on little to no food if necessary. This is why certain groups practice this. This is why certain groups only you only eat one meal a day because they're preparing for things like this. But what about those who don't prepare? I, I told you the other day, if there, if there comes a point, if there comes a point where, where, you know, the power and all of that goes out and your neighbors come to your door. And I think, well, I think wealth mentioned it. Your neighbors come to your door and they're hungry. That there's a thin line between sanity and insanity. And it, and, and it depends on if a person, a lot of times it depends on if a person's hungry or not. If a person's hungry, they're going to they're going to do what they need to do to eat. Are you going to do what you need to do to stop them from eating yours? And, and you know, and people can say uh, it's not going to get to that point. You know, those are the people that still don't realize we're in fucking war, and they're they're not going to get it. They're not going to get that there's a declaration of war. They're not going to get when this cracker gets on and says, we need black and brown people to step up first. Y'all need to get the shot first. They don't, they don't understand that's a declaration of war. With everything that we've been through, not only in this country, but globally, that's a declaration of fucking war. And he got all these coon-ass niggas standing behind him with masks on supporting that shit instead of hitting him in the fucking back of his head with a goddamn brick. This is war. And you're right, Empress. Um, I did know that there was a farming crisis, but I didn't know this was going on year after year after year. That I didn't know. I did know that they, um, that, that 
obviously they were they were screwing the black farmers as much as they could. I did know that much, but I didn't know it was a it was a yearly occurrence. Um, so we have to we have to support this as as much as we can. I mean, we're talking food here. We're talking food. I mean, I don't know though. Because this is where this is where this is where Yurima Karama gets gritty. I don't know. Many don't give a fuck about food. You give a fuck about food probably the same way you give a fuck about black children. Yeah. Reality checks. I have to put it out there like that. I mean, black children go missing every year. Twenty five hundred just in the DMV area alone. So I have to say we give a fuck about food the same way we give a fuck about black children, the same way we give a fuck about black women being beat down in public. I, I, I'm i just saying. So it probably means that we really don't give a fuck about food until somebody's stomach is touching their back, then they're really going to give a fuck about food. Um, LaQuay, I want you to weigh in because you're on the, <clears throat> you're on the opposite side. You're, you're on the continent. And so I want you to, uh, be able to weigh in God and uh, give your take on what you're doing um, and talk about, talk a little bit about um, what's going on in, in, in your part of the world. And thank you for being on. I appreciate the invitation. Can you hear me clearly, brother Yurima? Yes, yes, absolutely. Naja, brother, how are you? Naja, Naja, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad that we had the, had the connection. It's a beautiful thing when the, uh, when the ancestors align the gods together. Agreed. So uh, I was listening intently to the, the topic that you were just talking about. Uh, I'm a supporter of uh, 2020 co-op um, in the process of being a member. Um, I have um, worked with them on some international projects and I've um, been doing some things on the, the high level think tank kind of planning aspect of everything. And one of the things that was identified is that we don't need, um, we don't need a system that was created to integrate with the American system for our future tomorrow. We need, we do need our, 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 we do need our farming professionals, right? What we, what you're calling our black, black farmers to be working for the nation. And by nation, I mean our people, our blood, our family as a whole. And they need to be part of an integrated system that makes sure that what they produce supplies our people with what you're talking about, sustenance, food. And when they're in that system, we can have a, 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 a social equity agreement where what they produce is, is owned by the people. And for that, they, you know, they receive compensation, which we today call profit. And that way they're protected in the system that doesn't want them to fail, <laughs> that wants them to succeed tremendously, right? Uh, but they had that opportunity, and I have to put this out there, since the days of Elijah Muhammad, and even before that, Booker T. Washington, to decide whether or not they wanted to work towards nationhood or not. And the majority of black farmers declined. It was strange to them. It was, they were conservative and they didn't want anything to do with any of that. Mm. And here's where that road has delivered them. 
She said lost 90% so far. And yet we as a community show will suffer because of that or could potentially suffer because of that. But we need to change the guard though. We need to rethink it and we need to let this be a purification process and start over and, and start putting people in place that want to do agriculture because you have a budding culture of young people today who see the importance of this and they're just intrepid enough to go do it. They're not afraid of anything. You just got to get them to be a little disciplined, but they can do that once they're passionate about something. I think Brother Jackie has a lot of that, but I'm just saying the whole point is we have to look for the transformation and, you know, as they say, not to be too cliche, take what, take the lemons and turn that into some real juicy lemonade. Hmm. Yes, I, I, I agree. I like that. I like that. Um, I like that analogy you gave about our young people not being afraid and and uh, wanting to get out here. And I'm seeing more of that, um, actually, as I as I uh, as I do my travels, I'm seeing more of our young people who are involved uh, and their brilliance is starting to come out. Um yeah. Not that it always hasn't, but it's magnified now. Uh, and I think it's even magnified more now because of the time and the state that we are in currently. Agreed. So, uh, I guess I'll do a, a brief intro. Yes, please do. So I'm, I'm, uh, I apologize to anyone if I'm, if I um, sound a little strange, this is my first time speaking on Clubhouse. Um, so uh, I, I just want, I don't think I'll be as coherent as Sister Jackie was. I don't do a lot of this public speaking, but um, I, um, I'm real, originally from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, I live in Senegal, uh, Dakar, West Africa now, um, full time. I um, lived a, a couple of lifetimes, went to school for economics studied international law at the university level, um, went into the Marine Corps, fought in three wars, uh, and uh, worked for corporate America after I came back to the U.S. And um, from that point forward, kind of had my own my own businesses since uh, 2005 uh, until now, and I own a couple of companies here and there. Uh, those companies now, two of those companies are well, three of those companies are part of the cannabis industry. Um, in 2017, it was made, uh, I was made aware that New Jersey was going to legalize cannabis and the next governor was um, going to do it within his first 100 days. I was a political consultant at the time, uh, so I you know, was privy to some information and was pulled into a few, few meetings so I could begin the process of preparing um, to enter into that market whenever they became legal. Long story short, that process took not from, it didn't happen in 2018. It took all the way to 2020 um, for that to happen. And when it happened, we already had created three companies in the cannabis space. Uh, one of those being Obsidian Elite Investment Association, which is loosely associated with the cannabis industry. It's primarily financial literacy and financial education. Then we've created a holding acquisition company called Emerald Elite Acquisition, which is basically a company that's capitalizing to $50 million for the purpose of buying interest equity in the cannabis market of New Jersey and outside of New Jersey's border abroad to whatever we can um, for the purpose of uh, rewarding our shareholders with 
the profits that come from our investment. Uh, and then I've also created Ibada International, which is an extraction company where we take plant material, um, uh, biomaterial, reduce that to chemicals um, that have therapeutic properties that we sell in the supply chain on the wholesale market. One of those happens to be hemp oil, um, CBD distillate. So, um, which is the, that's a, a large, you know, money-making crop, especially if you're able to manufacture and which we're able to do here uh, on the continent at a fraction of the cost of what it's done in the United States and still sell at um, the U.S. price uh, as well as any, in any of the international markets. So uh, recognizing that we, we began the process of capitalizing um, uh, with the community from one of our companies called Emerald Elite Acquisition. We believe that, you know, I don't know if anyone's heard of, you know, in the cannabis industry, we talk a lot about social equity. Um, we, I rephrase that for, I think is a, a more appropriate term, which is economic justice. Um, and whenever you're looking at whatever, whenever you're trying to write whatever, whether it be enslavement, whether it be any of the Jim Crow situations, any of the uh, manyfold oppressions that have befallen our people, if you want to correct those, the correction in a capitalist system is economic justice. It's not, we're sorry. It's not that that was really messed up. We can try and do better. In, in this society, compensation for damages is measured by the dollar, by value, by um, currency, by transaction, not by um, social gestures. So there's no conversation that where we can talk about alliance or even talk about assistance or talk about solutions that do not include reparations. And I, I, I want to say this and I'm going to say this publicly and those people who are in the know will understand because this is a shout out. So all those boule members who tried to project the number of $250,000 per individual descendant from enslavement. How dare you disrespect our suffering and our ancestors to ask for such a paltry pittance. Thank you. It is $2.5 million per person. Period. Non-negotiable, nothing less than that. And if any leader stands up and says that they will accept less than that, I consider you a traitor. That is the value, and that is the price tag, and that is acceptable. And then when we have that, everything that we're talking about, we could, we just buy by our borders, by our frontier, right? We, we are major power in the world at that point. And everybody doesn't mm. subscribe to white supremacy. Everybody's about whatever they about. And we need to be about our business and not be ashamed about that. We don't need to answer to nobody. Hmm. This is our capability, but it requires everything that we talked about, which requires the unity, obviously. We need to learn how to organize ourselves and distribute wealth amongst ourselves without, without having to follow the model of anybody else unless that proves to be logically the correct course of action for us. We do too much following. We do too much getting on just to go along type. We don't, that, no, none of that. 
Mm. Do the work. You got to do the work. Black farmers, you need to rethink what you're doing. The community is willing to support you. We are. And it doesn't make sense for anybody who would say no. It's just a question of convenience and putting the system in place. And we can easy, we can do that. Enough of us continue to have the conversation that the goods are available to make sure that we buy in from there. It's not the first time we try to do this. Nation of Islam had the same plan. You didn't want to follow the Nation of Islam because you figured that was that, you know, you didn't want to do the Muslim thing. That was conflict from the religious aspect. And, and maybe they just seemed to like, like a little bit too militant for you. Whatever you thought, whatever generation you were part of that thought that about them. The reality is every part of the conscious community today was founded by the principles put out by the Nation of Islam. And we need to pay respect to that. Doesn't mean we got to follow everything. We just need to give respect where respect is due. They had a lot of the right plans that we need to pay attention to that and use that as a baseline model for what we need to do to get out of this bull, bullshit that we're in. We can get out of this. And we need to change the myth where we think we don't have money. We got a lot of money. We got a lot of money. And I ain't talking about celebrity money. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm just talking about us as a collective group. China is pumping $100 billion into Africa. And they got all kinds of rights and privileges for the people that they send over there and agreements of money that's flowing out of Africa into China. The African-American, the Africans, in the, the melanated uh, Africans, whatever you want to call yourself today, the black population of the United States could easily invest $300 billion into Africa and we will be considered the first sons of the African Union and daughters of the African Union. We will show who we are and show mm -hmm. our connection and we would gain power from that. Three and a half times the United States is the size of the continent, one and a half times North America. Come on now, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of land. There's enough for all of us and we ain't gotta leave nothing here. We maintain our assets here, we just buy our borders. Wherever you find us, we just make sure that we set up our own communities and have our own security. And what are you talking about? This is up. This is us up in here. And if you don't think you can do it, just take a lesson. Take a take a page out of the Hasidic Jews. They doing it. They doing it all over New Jersey. You walk in the whole communities and the whole thing changed. They got their own police force and everything. New York too. See what I'm saying? So that could be that could easily be us. It's just a matter of when not, when we gonna act right. <laughs> when whenever we ready to get serious. And like you said, when people's stomachs start hitting the back of their the back of their spine, okay, you're hungry. This is why you ready? You you done playing? But what what was the number you said, Jackie? Six hundred thousand people died. Yeah, six hundred. I just know. I just know. I just know the community because I can tell you from people who the elders that I know and how they was going through it because they lost like three or four members of their close family. I can't, I can't, I really can't, I can't talk to a, one of my elders who's sobbing and go into like the reasons why and what I think about it. Can't do it at that moment because they bought into the lie, you know, and they emotionally attached to that. So I can't really talk truth to that person right now. But what I can do is, is empathize and understand how they feel. So a shift has happened, like you've been saying, a planetary shift. A shift has happened and it hurt our community. And we need we need to we need to we need to really show love and some healing right now and let people you know 
just start doing a little bit of forgiving right now. And make sure that whatever, wherever we got broken fences, we need to mend that. Tomorrow ain't promise, and I ain't trying to preach. All I'm trying to say is, it's not time for us to be talking about bullshit and being about bullshit. It's time for us to start doing what we need to do to make sure that these babies is going to be all right tomorrow, whether we here or not. And I'm passionate about that. Thank you for that, Brother LaCroix. I appreciate that. Um, really appreciate that. And, and, and great insight. Thank you uh, for what you're doing. And, and I want to get around to uh, how we can, um, as a community, uh, you know, tap into some of the things that you're doing um, and what suggestions you may have on uh, investments, on building that uh, import export. But first, I want to get to our other two uh, panelists, uh, our, our, my brothers, uh, Wealth and uh, D. If uh, either one would like to chime in on any, anything you've heard, what, anything that stands out, um, definitely want you to, to get in on this combo. Peace, family. Peace. This is Wealth over here on, um, on um, yeah, I forget the name of the platform. Club but, uh, I'm over here with the family clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm over here on clubhouse and I want to shout out to both of the, um, the, uh, new pe new, new people on stage, uh, sister Jackie and brother LaCroix, uh, awesome topics, awesome, uh, content and information, uh, that I believe it's actionable conversation, not just fluff, you know, um, when it comes down to to our food, you know, uh, we we I mean, those that's that's an essential. And right now, it's like the new gold rush for farmable land and sources of of, of, of pure water. You know, drinking water. You know, uh, if the enemy can control our food and our water, how the army gonna fight? Even if we do put an army together, you know, I mean, the army's already here. It's just very dysfunctional. But um, an army can't move on an empty stomach, right? And uh, like like Brother Lequay, I, I did three tours in the army, you know. And one of the things that they make a priority when you when you go to war is you got to make sure that you got your rations. Facts, right? Like you know. You don't got your rations, you forget about everything else. You know, <laughs> morale gonna go down. You you gonna have a real quick bunch of yeah. You you gonna have a whole bunch of deserters and and and, and bad shit inside the gate. You know what I mean? So that's that's essential that we protect our food source and and our water. So you know, when it comes to our black farmer farmers, um, I had made a comment on IG that I, I know one of the biggest issues that they faced and we touched on it was having a distribution network, right? I mean, they're doing their part in the sense of growing the food, but you can grow the food all day. If you can't get the food out to the consumer, if there's no, there's no method to get the food out, then it, 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 it's a waste, you know, and, 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 and they, they, they're having a hard time making a living because they can't get to those of us who would want to buy the food. Now, I agree there's a massive shift going on in our community, and the media's not going to tell you about it. The enemy's not going to tell you when you make an inroad, right? 
So a lot of our people have started supporting black more than you think. I think more than half of us, I, I, I would think by now, just in my everyday interactions, are making a conscious effort to buy black. You know what we need, and, brother and Dwayne? What's that? What's that, brother? We need we need our own version of Amazon Fresh. We need to be able to, to warehouse all of the crops coming from our farmers, put that out there so that people know what we have in inventory, and then just start doing deliveries for orders and charging for that. Oh, we that's do. That's 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 we that's do, brother. Um, we do. They they actually have a site now. I think it's called. Um, let me see. I think it's called Mur or something. Uh, I had it here, um, but it is supposed to be the Black Amazon, um, and they're 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 really wanting people to get the information out. The next stream I do because I don't have it pulled up here, uh, but it it is a it is a site. Um, I think it's called My. R or something like that, but it's it's supposed to be the Black Amazon. Well, brother, brother well, okay. Um, I just wanted to let you all know while we we on on that topic that that is exactly what Twenty Twenty Farmers Cooperative is is putting in place, and that's the reason why we're trying to get everybody under the central hub, <laughs> um, so we can actually start our food program. And what we're trying to do is um, we're setting up on a regional grid. So we have our farmers and we have our non-farmers. Our non-farmers are also the consumers. So we can actually connect our farmers to our consumers in the same region. And our farmers, we're going to teach them how to scale, how to package, and how to ship. So we can start shipping fresh produce to doorstep. We also need a transportation um, uh, a company that can do some transport for us. So that plan is also in place with 2020 Farmers Co-op. We have a farmer's market that's going to be a virtual farmer's market, and that is in the works right now. Um, so that is why it's so important that we are under one hub, one centralized location, and we start to build this network. It's imperative that we do it. Um, and like I said, you know, there are not too many options out there. We cannot continue to do this as we are scattered all over the place. Um, we have to come together. It's a must in order for us to build the network. And that, look, way is definitely what we need. It's something like Amazon. Um, and well, Amazon Fresh. Well, Amazon, Amazon Fresh is their, their food delivery service. And it's specific, like, the, I'm not saying we do their model. But yeah. we need to address the same services that they provide and make sure that we're able to provide at least that standard to our community. Absolutely. And who, if this company that you guys mentioned is, is existing and it's functional, we need to, as a community, you know, we, we need to start doing things in, in, in an organized fashion. We really need to, you know, select representatives. We need to put ourselves into a governmental position for self-governance and get people signed up into that process and then make decisions and just execute, execute whatever our mandates are. Because, you know, we need, we need a group of people who is responsible for making sure our food supply is sound. We need to be able to provide them with a budget, pay into that, invest into that. And we can follow a model. <laughs> it's it, quite funny. You might, you might like this brother, Yurima. This is the, that's actually the exact plan that the Carthaginians had that made them one of the wealthiest, 
communities in in the Mediterranean during their day. They were they, they the only reason why they fell is because of it infighting, and Rome managed to capitalize on that. Right, yeah. but other than that, that's the plan. That's the way we organized our society. The people, the citizens, were were actually interest owners of the society, and then the government financed various people to do and and do whatever the jobs was necessary to make sure that it was good for the business of the people. <laughs> it was corporate. It was corporate. Corporate socialism. No, I believe that conversations like this are, are very productive. And I think that, that the more we have conversations like this, it brings more people into alignment with that, with that, with that plan. Because I see these elements already in place. You know, me, me being an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I pay attention. I pay attention to what's going on around me. And I, and, and I observe a lot. And, and I've seen a shift in the last about year and a half. I'd say about a year and a half where there's a boom in, in, in black owners getting into the distribution space. I'm talking about trucking, transportation, right? There's a lot of new black trucking companies. I'm talking about the big, you know, 18-wheelers that's delivering, you know, tons of goods from, from across the country. We're getting into that, to that business space right now. So mm-hmm. the transportation aspect is there and it's growing. I just learned from Urema right now with, with you all, because I hadn't heard about it before, the site that, that's like um, the, the, the Amazon food site, but it's black-owned, right? And conversations like, and then we have the farmers who are out here looking for those connections. So there's a place in, 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 in this war, right, for intellectuals that are, it, there's a place for everybody. There's a place for people that are going to, see the, 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 the resources there and connect those dots. And I believe that that's what Jackie and, 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 and uh, Sister Jackie and Brother LaSway are already in the process of doing. And I'm on board for supporting. Hey, real quick, that, that site, uh, two things I want to bring up. That site is called, uh, I'll spell it. It's M, for, for the people that want to know that are taking notes, it's M-I-I-R-I-Y-A. Uh, Miria. It's an app called Miria. It's a marketplace Amazon. It's a marketplace like Amazon that lets you shop black-owned businesses in one place, making it extremely easy and convenient to support. So, basically, the the the, the creator of the app is just asking to get the information out so that people know that they can go there for black-owned goods and services. Uh, also, it's telling. Uh, this kind of shows the time we're in. All four, and I, not to leave you out, Empress, but all four black men on this stage right now are all business owners. This is how we make our money. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's telling because that shows that that there is a shift taking place. People are moving away from that plantation shit. Absolutely, I retired myself um, back in 2018, and I started two of my own businesses. One of okay. them is Mr. LLC and the other is Jaoni Products, Hair, Skin, and Wellness. And I also um, contract myself out for consulting. So I'm a consultant for 2020 Farmers Cooperative. Um, also working with Longewell, um, with this project in Senegal. And I am also contracted with the all black social media website, melanatedpeople.net. 
So it is a new time, it's a new era, and it is our time. So there is a shifting that has taken place. It took place last year. I don't know if anybody else was in tune, but I know it happened for me and it happened for a lot of, of black individuals that are awake today. When we mm-hmm. have been sleeping zombies for years, but today is a new day and tomorrow we rise and we start the work. Um, I haven't stopped since last year when I opened my eyes to this system um, and I realized it was all a trap and I decided uh, for myself to step outside of it and gather with my people and whatever I do, it is for us. It is for us, not for my us. Yes, look right. So let's tell them what the message is with Ibotta. So with with Ibotta, um, and I've joined uh, Mr. LaQuay Longewell on that project. With Ibotta, it is an opportunity that he has offered us to get into a space that we are not able to get into in the United States of America, that we have been excluded in the hemp industry. Um, there were a couple of people that I know personally that were doing well selling CBD and they have since been blocked on social media websites. They cannot advertise CBD anymore as of about three weeks ago. So uh, um, mm. with the Lequay, um and him actually being uh, blessed, it's, it's nothing uh, less than a blessing to be able to go to Senegal and um, um, acquire 10 acres of land. And we were all there, many of us here in the state who actually came on board with him um, to raise capital to purchase those 10 acres. And we have done that successfully. Now we are in phase two with the operation and development phase. And we are actually opened um, to... um, equity investors coming on board as well to assist with the uh, breaking of the ground, planting the seed and getting us started. Um, With that being said, with me coming in on board in the very beginning, um, I came in low and I've already seen 340, uh, it's a 340% um, increase on my- 389. 389% uh, uh, capital gain. Um, just for me coming in um, a month and a half ago. So it's opportunities like that. Um, And I never questioned Brother LaQuay as to why he would do such a thing because I know his passion. His passion is for us to succeed in whatever we do. So I applaud him for being transparent for actually documenting this uh, journey from the beginning to the end, the acquisition of the land, um, being very forthcoming, um, showing what it's like to do business uh, abroad in Africa, and allowing us to come on board with him as a partner. So I applaud uh, Brother LaQuay for doing something that is so beneficial to us being able to see some type of residual income coming into our household here in the United States while we actually have a, a foothold in, in Africa. 
the motherland. So it makes me feel good to know that I have a place to go. Period. Um, can we can we get a uh, can we get a background on what uh, the meaning of a bota? Ibada. Ibada. Ibada means Ibada means to venerate, to worship. Okay. Hey, uh, I like to say that I'm I'm very interested in having a conversation. Um, being that I'm in the field of finance, uh, I'm very interested in having that conversation with both of you on um, on, on on what that uh, equity investment would look like, how to get involved. Number one and number two. Uh, I know what it is, but um, just to provide clarity for a lot of the people that might be listening who don't know, um, Brother LaCroix or Sister Jackie, could you explain to us the difference between hemp and regular marijuana? Uh, two, uh, uh, two can I take that one, Jack? Okay. okay. You were okay. coming across train, well, just to let you know, but, but we got it. So, so, um, the, the plant species is called cannabis, right? So that's the, the scientific name for, for the plant. Um, you have three different primary types. You have indica, sativa, and uh, ruderalis. The plant itself is um, typified by two main cannabinoids, CBD and THC. THC is the chemical responsible for the euphoric high that you get when you smoke or you ingest cannabis. Now, each of the plant strains and the various families that come off of this particular species is going to be um, different variations of THC to CBD in ratio and other cannabinoids that have a blended effect at different octaves of the same frequency. One particular um, uh, one of those, the sativa, remember you have three types, well, three categories, indica, sativa, and ruderalis. The sativa strain has a particular um, type of um, strain that has very low CBD to no CBD. We call that hemp. It's used for a plethora of many different purposes. It's part of, you know, the fabric of history because that's what the clothes from the colonialists and most Europeans and most of their fabrics were made from hemp, right? It's a fuel. It's a, it's a also, um, you know, uh, it can be made into a plastic. These are more, more recent things that we use for it, paper, etc. It is the, it is the wonder plant and it has always been with us since the beginning of civilization, all of the various strains. So it co-evolved with humanity. So that's the difference between hemp, it's a strain of marijuana, so to speak, a strain of cannabis that does not have any THC or very little THC that has multiple uses and still has CBD, so it makes it medicinal and therapeutic. All of the types of uh, cannabis is what you would call marijuana because all of them contain THC. But marijuana is a derogatory name for it, but it's cannabis. So it's either, is it hemp or THC, THC cannabis? That's kind of how we say that. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for that, uh, Brother LaCroix, because I, I know a lot of people get confused. I've done my research um, to a certain degree on, on what hemp is. So I, I know, and in having those conversations with people, I know uh, 
I, I think a majority of people I come across don't know the difference between the uses of hemp and, and that compared to, you know, all other forms of cannabis. So, so thank you for that explanation. No problem. So, so, um, brother Yurima, you want me to just pretty much kind of share what, what, what the, the, um, the offer is? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you, if you feel comfortable, if not, uh, yeah, I mean, your comfortability, so, level, brother. So the way that, and, and brother D is from what he said, he's a finance guy, so he'll appreciate this. Um, anyone who wants to become a partner with us or invest with us needs to be a member of, um, obsidian elite investment association. Remember that's our financial, um, literacy and financial education association. And that through that process that allows us to share the information I'm about to tell you now. Um, so even if you hear me publicly discussing this with you guys, it's just, it's just letting people know that what our members are able to do. And if they'd like to be a member, they can do so as well. All right. So that allows us to be able to discuss this conversation, but we're not even remotely talking about some that, um, would, would, would fall under a typical, um, uh, private equity investment. I know very little private equity investments that are low, lower than 50,000. Um, general is normally around 250,000. And then, you know, we deal with institutional investors. So, or investment groups. So that's like typically what you would have in a private equity market because companies are looking to raise either startups or they're existing, whatever they're looking to do, or, or they're expanding or trying to develop a certain division. They, they need to raise a certain amount of capital and that's done primarily in a private equity market if they're not already public companies. So, um, but in our case, uh, here's what we're looking at from, from our balance sheet. We have 272 acres, which is roughly 109 hectares, which is what they call it here of land that we are able to plan on. Uh, some of that land is communal land that is shared with, um, the tribal family that I'm a part of. Um, and I became a part of that family back in 1998. Uh, I've been, uh, considered, uh, a son of the Dariyasin in Dakar, um, well in, in Sangokam, Senegal for the past 20 plus years. Um, and that has given me access to 250 acres of land at any point in time that I wanted to use or do anything on it. That was business. Uh, when I learned about the cannabis industry, I went back. And that became part of Ibada International's booking because it's community, community owned land or communal owned land. I can't use that to collateralize. So we were looking to collateralize by purchasing some new property, which we did, um, roughly eight hectares of land. Um, the 10 acres that, that Jackie was referring to that we would be, that we were able to offer, um, in a private equity project based venture. So we, we came in very, very low. Uh, in phase one, and we offered uh, 0.3% of the shares uh, for $250, which is, uh, I can I can tell you, Dwayne will probably be like, what? But that's what we did, and we raised enough money to go ahead and, and make the purchase of the land. Now, in that process, there are two types of accounting principles once we acquired the land that fall under Senegalese law and become international value. Because this land is, has never been owned or never been part of the economic system, it's, what's beca it's becoming commercialized land when you buy it. 
So it has to be, it has to establish a, a baseline value. It's not the purchase price that you buy it at. When you register the land into the system, the value of the land appreciates tenfold. So a $40,000 purchase like ours, once we register is now worth 400,000. Then they have another process where you require um, something that's called the teacher false which is the next level. And which the same, the same accounting prop, um, proposition happens again. You multiply the value by 10 again. So the value of our actual purchase on our, on our, on our books is $4 million. We just acquired $4 million of property. What we're able to do on that land, again, we're an extraction company. So as an extraction company, we can grow crops and process them for their chemicals like CBD distillate from hemp oil, which we can get from the hemp that we would grow, um, which can be done on a large scale. We're able to produce about a thousand kilograms per acre of um, CBD distillate oil. Um, we're able to produce about 3000 um, kilograms of hemp oil. We're able to produce fiber. We're able to produce plastic um, and um, graphene, mm. which would be bought by NASA. All of these things we can produce, uh, with that one product, the gross revenue, um, what we're estimating, which is the very lowest denominator, is about four to six million dollars per year uh, within a one to three year time frame, and then thereby operating at the same um, capacity and scaling up. Remember, we have a total of two hundred and seventy-two. We can acquire new lands easily, no problem, and expand based upon whatever level of demand we're able to operate. But because we'll be dealing with multiple products, we won't be dependent on just one cash crop. We have multiple. Um, now, the offer today is um, we are offering 10% to our membership uh, in equity, which means that they're going to receive what's called a profit share. So of that profit, they receive a percentage of that. We expect that to be somewhere around for um, what one unit that we're doing now to be somewhere around five thousand dollars annually, four to six thousand. Uh, so a five hundred and fifty dollar investment uh, uh, capital contribution to become a partner in the Ibada Chess Project is five hundred and fifty dollars for point one five percent, and that is about fifty three positions as of today. We're looking at about forty eight remaining, and we opened uh, three days ago. Um, we expect to be done with this by the end of the month easily. Uh, and if you're interested, you just need to go to Ibada, I B A D A H dot us forward slash international hyphen farming, or you could just go to Ibada us, scroll down to the bottom and click on international farming. Um, you can also contact Jackie, who is the point person on that. And, uh, we're conducting, uh, zoom seminars on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And we do one-on-ones at anyone's request if they reach out to us for us to explain what, what it is and to show people how that they can um, become a partner with us. And if you did, like, if you think about it, um, Jackie came in on the first round. So as we go from this round to the next round, her value approximately is going to be somewhere around um, 3,200% increase on her investment. Uh, and once we become operational based upon our operating agreement, she would be able to privately share trade or, um, 
sell that for value if she wanted to, or she could just wait and just continue to receive her dividends as we become operational. Uh, we're also doing this on a larger scale with uh, Emerald Elite Acquisitions for direct investment to become partners for a holding company in the um, cannabis industry. We can talk about that another day, but our primary action right now is Ibotta International. And that's the offer, uh, 0.15% uh, for uh, 550 with an ROI of about 5000 four to $6,000 annually. And it could be much higher than that uh, within one to three years. Sequoia, can we, uh, can you uh, give that, uh, that uh, address again, Ibotta? Can you spell Ibotta too? So it's I, B, so I is in India, B is in Bravo, A is in Alpha, D is in Delta, A is in Alpha, H as in hotel, dot US. Scroll down to the bottom of your mobile device, to the bottom of the website, or just scroll to the bottom on your, your computer screen. It's going to say international farming at the very bottom. Click that. Or you can do forward slash international hyphen farming, and it'll take you directly to the page. Everything is lined out on that page. When you go to make uh, your purchase or capital contribution, you're automatically enrolled in Obsidian Elite Investment Association as an Ibotta Prime member. Um, and you can then go ahead and proceed to the register and make your payment, and you will receive your certificate um, shortly thereafter. Well, D, any questions? Um, no questions right now. I'm going to check out the website, but that sounds like an amazing offer, so I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, likewise. Uh, peace to y'all. Uh, I haven't spoken yet. I just wanted to uh, thank y'all for coming on the platform. I have some very, very strong information, and I appreciate uh, y'all bringing that to the room. Uh, I just want to, you know, second the notion that, you know, we need to be looking into um, vertical integration. You know, we need to control everything from the moment the uh, seed gets put into the ground until we're putting the food into our mouth. You know, all industries involved. Um, or better yet, in all industries, that's that's what we need to be uh, seeking out. So, you know, again, I appreciate y'all's contribution. I don't have any questions right now. I'm gonna tap in and um, get more information. So, I appreciate y'all. I look forward to having you as part of the family, brother D. Most definitely, King. Thank you. Uh, and brother brother real, real quick, real quick, Jackie. Let me cut in real quick, uh, brother Lequay. A question over here on IG. Um, the question is, is the ROI transferred back through a 1099 investment form, IRA or fiat currency? It's, it's a schedule K schedule K. Okay. Go ahead. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I understand the question. Say, say the last part. What are her choices? Got to tell me more about what she's really asking or what they're really asking. Is the return on investment transferred back through a 1099 investment form? IRA or fiat currency. All right. So that's, a, that's literally actually a tax question. If, if they want to know how they can receive payment, they can, they can determine how they would like to receive payment. We can provide it in fiat in terms of an actual um, company check because the funds are going to be U S located. Um, if they want to receive it in some form of IRA fund or whatever they want to pay that into, they just only need to give us the particulars and we'll, we'll see if we can work that out through our finance department. I don't, I don't see any problem with being able to provide them with a form of, um, 
payment to their liking. It really depends upon their choice. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Empress Jaffe, you had something. I'm sorry. Yes, I was just um, piggybacking off of Brother D when he said that we um, definitely need to be focused on vertically integrating um, with our farmers. And that is something that 2020 Farmers Co-op has been pushing. That is our, that is actually our slogan <laughs> to vertically integrate um, with our farmers so we can uh, assist them in, you know, um, seeing seed to shelf. We need everything, uh, uh, everything in between farming um, to product. Uh, that is something that we are advocating. And, um, but we can't do it until we get farmers underneath the umbrella and our consumers underneath one, one umbrella. Um, that is what we are trying to build. But we need more and more people to join um, or it's not going to happen. So I say again, please uh, sign up to 2020 Farmers Co-op. That's co-op, C-O-P dot com and become either a platinum member, which is a farmer, gold member, which is a non-farmer, or a silver member, which is a corporate supporter. You can also become a volunteer. Um, we are looking for grant writers. We are in desperate need of grant writers. Um, we are looking for uh, uh, farmers aides, helpers. Um, we are looking for legal advocates, uh, government advocates, um, anything under the sun that is going to help us in this situation. Um, and you can just make donations uh, on the site as well. So again, uh, 2020farmersco-op.com. Please join. Thank you. Twenty twenty farmers co op dot com. Yeah. Well, do you all have anything else? Uh, I just I, I've been man, I, I know I've been quiet, but that's because I've been taking notes like crazy. So, um, uh, to Brother Laquay, I, I just want to make sure my numbers are right. You said for this round of investment. It's um, $550 for 0.15% of a share? Yes. Okay, awesome, thanks. And um, uh, just so you know, since you, feel, you, you would understand where we are in our process, uh, we're in negotiations now with the parent company for um, $2 million in, in funding. And that's coming from a, an investor in that side of the business that we've been working on. That's so one of the key um, aspects of the deal was um, this land acquisition. Having completed that successfully, we should be good to go. So our this is this is this is literally like liquid operational capital that we're raising right now um, to register the land to enclose it and to prep it for uh, cultivation. Uh, Brother Laquay, um, so above personal standards. I love above personal standards. <laughs> they go in. Above personal standards asks, does membership receive a tax deduction form back for charity contributions? 
for charity contributions towards, are you talking about towards Ibotta or for, um, for 2020? I'm not sure what that question means. What, what are they asking? Yeah. Above uh, personal standards, which one are you referring to? Uh, uh, repeat the question again. Cause charitable well, contributions wouldn't be us. Okay. Does membership receive a tax deduction form back for charity for charity contribution? Does oh, that, that's got to be for Jackson for donation. It have to be for Twenty Twenty Farmers Cooperative because we are looking for corporate supporters. Um, yeah, that's what it's for. He just said uh, it's for charity uh, for Twenty Twenty. No. And also, he asked, does the shareholders get the opportunity to board them to vote on board of directors seating an annual decision? Uh, only for uh, farmers. Only for farmers. Farmers are um, receive a vote. Okay. Not non-farmers. Non-farmers okay. will not receive a vote. Um, only farmers can actually receive a vote and can actually sit on the board. Um, you know, after a little while of them uh, becoming a member. So I'm, I'm showing, I'm showing the, uh, I'm on the site right now, actually, for uh, Ibotta, um, and it's right here on the, um, once you go to the uh, International Farming, it shows the numbers right here, um, and so for the family that wants to get involved, um, I see you got even a little video uh, clip here, too, as well. I'm not going to play it, but uh, for the family that wants to get involved, you can, you uh, um, you can go to the page here um, and definitely um, all the information is here. So, And those videos are each of the milestones of the process from the beginning all the way to where we are right now. Yes. Brother LaQuay and Jackie, we so appreciate you both for coming on. This is such uh, pertinent, substantive information. Um, I really hope that um, I really hope that everybody was able to take notes and get something out of this. Um, and um, for the IG family, if you have any questions, any further questions before we we don't want to hold them. Um, if you have any further questions, of uh, anybody in the audience. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I took uh, hand raising off. It's back on now. If anybody uh, has any questions, you're welcome to come up uh, and ask while we have um, this beautiful brother and sister on with us. Uh, we want to make sure that oh, we get all the questions answered. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, Yurima, uh, I, I, I got excited earlier, so I want to put this out there because you know the, the peoples are always listening. When I said this sounds great, that was not financial advice. That was my <laughs> own personal opinion. Okay? So I just want to put that out there. That was my right. own personal opinion. Right. Okay. Because yeah, Kendra is always listening. Always. <laughs> so, Aisha, you came up. Uh, peace, peace, goddess. Hope that you're well this evening. How are you? And uh, if you have some questions, please fire away. Peace. I'm um, I'm doing well this evening. I have 
so many questions. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you, Jackie and LaQuay. Um, thank you. I've been over here taking notes like um, pretty much everybody else probably has. And I had a, a, a quick question. Um, as far as the Farmers Co-op, when you said they're looking for volunteers, like what exactly are they looking for? Um, for volunteers, is it like helping with the agriculture or like doing, like what is it exactly? We are actually, since we, and thank you for your question, Sister Aisha. We are looking for, right now, we are in desperate need of grant writers. Um, what we're finding in applying for funding is that there are so many hurdles um, they are putting us through. So we need someone who is actually familiar in the agricultural space with grant writing um, to assist us. That's number one, because that funding is actually purchasing a lot of the equipment for our farmers. Um, number two, we are definitely looking for legal advocates because we are facing this uh, discriminatory lawsuit um, which the USDA and FSA are really not helping. Um, we are looking for uh, political advocates, uh, lobbyists who can go to you know our government and and speak on on the black farmers and disadvantaged farmers' behalf. Um, we are looking for farmers aides who can actually you know go to the farms and assist because they are definitely short staff. Um, we're looking for any and, and everything under the sun. What, whatever strengths or, or skills or experience you feel that you can bring to the table, instructors, um, gardeners, uh, so you can actually join some of our Zoom calls. Miss um, Sharon Mallory, which is absolutely, Absolutely amazing, brilliant. She is actually um, the, the lead consultant for 2020 Farmers Cooperative. And she actually is the one who developed this uh, kind of co-op structure um, for black farmers that came to her for some assistance. Um, what she does when we have our Zooms is she tells us how we can just, you know, grow herbs or um, plants or shiitake mushrooms, things of that nature that would actually bring residual income into our household, things that we don't know. Um, you know, I just got off the phone with her and she told me how I can go in the back of the house. I have a, a this rotted log. And she said, no, you can actually drill holes in that log and get your shiitake mushroom stems, drop them down in there. And by next year, that's 90000 additional dollars into your household residual income so those that's the type of assistance that we need we're looking for any and everyone who's willing to volunteer um and come on board to support this this effort this initiative Jackie, yeah there there was a quick question then i want to come back to you uh empress Aisha. i'm trying to work two boards here um <laughs> what what stage a question is asked what stage is the course of the lawsuit claim and has a judgment been ruled yet no, not yet. Um, the judge has upheld it, but there's actually um, a counter. And that counter has been filed in, I believe, it's Nashville. So that should be coming up within the next week. So everyone needs to pay close attention to the rulings in that counter uh, in Nashville 
like I said, it should be coming up in the next week because based upon the ruling of that case, we will know how other ju- judges will rule, whether it would be in the farmer's favor or not. If it is not in the farmer's favor, we must get together ASAP, ASAP, and come up with a plan, which we are already doing that now, which is why I'm telling everybody to just come to 2020 Farmers Co-op, fill out a contact us form. If you need any other, uh, uh, you know, have any questions or any, any instructions, we'll walk you through it. However, just join, just volunteer, contact us, do whatever you need to do, but come to this central hub so we can start growing the network. We do not have a lot of time at all. So um, within the next week to a week and a half, we'll know what the ruling is. Um, I, one, one last thing. This is this is me, uh, uh, and then you can go, Aisha. Uh, 2020 uh, Farmers Co-op is black, black-owned and controlled, correct? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Aisha, go ahead. Thank you very much, Jackie, for that. I appreciate it. And I will be going on the website and, you know, signing up so I can volunteer and help out any way that I can. Oh, thank um, you so much. Absolutely. And, LaCroix, I had a question for you, too. Um, you had made a comment earlier about the City Elite Investment Group. And I remember when you said if, if you decide to do the 10% profit share, then you would be automatically enrolled in something. But one of the things that stuck out to me when you said um, – like the city elite investment group helps with like financial literacy or something like that. Cause a lot of times when it comes to like investing and doing all this stuff, like I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to that. And I want to be able to get into it more, but like the numbers seem so big sometimes I'm like, I can't afford that, you know? So I'm just trying to get like an understanding if that is something that can help in that direction or am I thinking different? We have, we have a, a wealth Academy that we're developing. Uh, we've already developed a curriculum. We've been um, struggling to try and find credible, um, willing uh, professors. Um, we have priced uh, our um, Wealth Academy at a very low rate. It's not meant to be profitable. It's just meant to be able to sustain it. And uh, the people that we've been referring to, but yes, to, to answer your question is absolutely yes, we can. Um, but in the process of developing it, I want to say this for Brother Yurima to get this message out to our community that we have a lot of black professionals who have have been so accustomed to uh, the consulting payment employee uh, type of business model that you got to understand that what we're doing now is building a market for ourselves. Our services have to be volunteered in many different ways, even if it's just a discount or whatever. But we have to look at things not necessarily from a profit-based model. We have been doing things where we expect to, um, you know, basically blackwash most of our, 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 our lives. And the reality that we're based upon is actually flawed because they're, they're the ones who've established it. We have a different way of harmonizing with our environment, which is what the real meaning of economy is, right? So what I'm sharing with you right now is literally part of the economy class, which is the first class that you take. And we have to reorient you to how you perceive the universe and your environment in which you live. 
you're 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 not here to dominate it. You're here to harmonize it as an intelligent member to everything that you take in, everything that you give out is part of is feeding into a system that's self-sustaining. Absolutely. And that's the that's how we need to operate. That's what um what some of the things that you would learn and finding people who are willing to really address the curriculum honestly and not for, you know, well this is how you cheat the the, the tax code to do this and do that. No, let's talk about sound fiscal responsibility and being able to take what we have and, and blossom that tenfold every time we look at a potential investment and have multiple um, streams of that happening. You know, it's when, when I ask, let me ask you this question, Alicia, and let me give you an example real quick. If I asked you right now, to give me your best idea of what the purpose of savings was, what would you say? Why do we say, what is, what, why do we save money? Um, well, from what I was, you know what I'm saying, taught or just learned over the years, we save it just in case we need it for something like there's a rainy day or we're trying to buy a house. Uh, we're trying to make some type of, you know, large purchase in the future or just for retirement. Um, but me personally, what I've saved my money for is to be able to have opportunities to do things like this in the event that I want to invest or in the event that I may possibly want to, you know, travel abroad and discover different things, then I'll use that money for that. So you have what we would call a popular and a traditional understanding, layman understanding of what savings is and what it's used for. Yes. But you have an advanced application in what you just said is how you actually do it. How you actually do it is actually 100% the purpose of saving. You can have an emergency fund. That's not a savings fund. Your savings fund is 100% for the purpose of investment because your savings is which, which elevates you from one class economically to another class in the, the capitalist system because that allows you to invest. And it's through investment that capital grows. Every time you make an investment, it's like planting a seed. And understand that the growth rate of, of, of investing is about 85%. If you were to invest in 100 things, you'd get it right about 85% of the time. That 15, you're just going to be wrong. And you don't need any special knowledge for that. And we're not just talking about the stock exchange. There are multiple um, avenues for investment. You got the private equity market. You've got the commodities market. You got the foreign exchange market, which is a commodities market. You got all kinds of digital currency, Bitcoin type of things that exist today in credit communities and so forth. You got technology, energy, real estate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I could just go on with a long list of potential sectors and potential industries that you can get involved in where the growth rate is predictable. So, uh, you know, you just have to learn that process and learn how to do that. Um, but if you're savings, then you're going to be about 85% successful as a general standard to be able to grow your, your savings. And that's a good great growth rate. But most people are not aggressive investors. Most people don't go out here and make sure that they do that unless they raise to do that. Right. People who are who are entrepreneurs, they take the money that we invest, other people's money, 
They take the idea that they have because they they convinced whoever to invest in them. They turn that into multiple millions of dollars. They pay back their investors and they, they share a piece of a very large pot that they did with other people's money. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we can help you with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. I, um, I'll be going on that website too, um, as well, also, I should say. And, um, you know, looking around and to get signed up for that. So, I, I appreciate your time. Thank no problem. Uh, Jackie, one more question. What, uh, if you, if you know the answer, uh, what judicial court circuit is that case in for the, uh, black farmers? Milwaukee. Oh, Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, that's Wisconsin. Home of the KKK. For real. Yeah, that's, that's where, uh, that's, that's where Geraldo Rivera got his nose broke back in the day. Uh, but, <laughs> that, that, yeah. but you, you, the the twelve farmers were actually from several different states. They came together and they filed there, and a judge upheld it. Um, a thirteenth farmer actually filed last week. <laughs> this is in the, the the same day that we literally had a Zoom uh, with. Um, a, a group of black farmers and uh, we found out that day that a 13th farmer had actually filed another discriminatory uh, suit So, and then we also found out that there was an additional two judges that upheld those lawsuits so um, they're stacking against us and there's only one counter one black farmer that filed a counter. The rest do not want to file. They do not want to come out publicly. Uh, Senators uh, Booker... Tell and them why, Jackie. They are afraid of retaliation. They are afraid that if they speak out, that they will be blacklisted, as they have been in the past, for speaking out. Um <clears throat> They feel that if they do speak out, they are no longer, they're not going to receive funding. And with the FSA, if there's any actions that are taken, then you are not eligible um, to receive funding. So that's the reason why we don't have a lot of our farmers that come out publicly and speak about these uh, battles that they fight. These have been silent battles for fear of retaliation and being blacklisted and excluded from funding. And it really doesn't matter because they're not getting the funding anyway. Uh, maybe 8% of our farmers receive funding. 8%. The rest of them, uh, as soon as they filed the application, either the application was put in the garbage or they were told that the funding was already depleted or they were told that they did not have enough acres to qualify or that there was something missing in their application. And by the time they finished putting them through those hurdles, time and time and time and time again, by the time they were eligible, there was no more funding. That has been the spin over the last hundred years. Mm -hmm. And that is the USDA and local FSA offices. So that is the dilemma our farmers have faced over the last hundred years, hundred plus years. Um, and what's happened is all of the acreage 
So I'll just give you a random number. Say, for instance, if we did have ownership of, of 20,000 acres over mm-hmm. the years of the spinning, when farmers are not able to pay back the loan, so what the USDA does is come back and say, oh, well, you owe us this $50,000. Well, since you can't pay that back, uh, we'll just take 20 acres of your land. Right. Well, Farmer has 55, uh, 500 acres. 20 acres is nothing. But then if this continues to occur over the years, now this farmer is down to 70 acres <laughs> because uh, this has been the steal. And so, you know, I thought about, um, you know, last year during the election and when you had, um, you know, the, the uh, what do you call them, the... Um, Proud Boys and and yeah. all the Trump supporters out there shouting "Stop the steal!" Well, it's very ironic that the very next year <laughs> we need to be out there saying "Stop the steal" as well. Mm. And you know, this, this is a and, and they also use the term "cancel culture." Mm. Well, us that's being canceled. It's us that's being excluded from the cannabis industry. Um, two years ago, when I wanted to apply for a license, I remember the application fee was $2,400 here in the state of Maryland. Check it out today. It's $2 million to even get a license in the yeah. cannabis industry. We have been excluded all around the board. We cannot get funding. And let's not forget the stimulus check. We were literally left begging for $600 last year. However, we pay our taxes. We are actually giving them the stake and then turning around and asking for a crumb. We spend our money frivolously. We are squanderers of our wealth. We literally allow others to move into our communities and we build their dynasties because we rather give them our money instead of supporting our own black brothers and sisters. So um, there is no way in two hells that you will ever, ever see me marching on Capitol Hill talking about a Black Lives Matter um, just because we've lost one of our brothers and sisters in the street because they've been killing us for, for years, over 400 years. But we continue to fight these battles that we, we don't have a dog in the fight. Instead of us coming together and uniting and supporting each other, having each other's backs, instead of pulling out cameras to watch a life get snuffed, um, we need to be on their back. So we just do things in a backwards type of way, and then we cry foul. And I'm tired of it, and I'm speaking the truth, and I, I know all of us know it. Um, we just need to, to move a little bit different, not a little bit differently, a lot differently. And I'm at a point that I, I speak truthfully and honestly, we need to detach. We haven't given ourselves an uh, opportunity to heal from all of the atrocities that have been done uh, <laughs> over the 400 and plus years. And we are still, still trying to unify and have allies um, and be an ally to those who are not going to stand with us, period. Um, you know, they're not going to give up their entitlement for us. 
So we have the power to affect change if we come together and support one another. We have the power to get behind our black farmers. We have the power to save our food and water supply. But if we continue to allow them to con- to spin us and us with social media um, and keep us distracted from what's really going on behind the scenes, um, if, if we can just pull together just once, the same way we marched uh, for George Floyd, the same way we voted for President Biden, um, if we can do that for ourselves, we would be fierce. Wait, hold we up, hold up, Empress. Hold up. No, it ain't no we voted for Biden. It's okay. these niggas out here that voted for Biden. Because some of us <laughs> <didn't> that was <laughs> coming. <laughs> okay. Brother Yurima, I digress. You are absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Queen. I had to correct you on that one. But You sure did, and I accept it. Thank you for that. <laughs> And I um, agree. I agree. We we need to have that same energy for us. You know, um, I think it's going to be um, so. Three million, three million Europeans controlled sixty million South Africans with the gun. I wonder what our people are going to do over here when they realize that they've been the majority this whole time. <laughs> they've been, we've been told that we're 14%. I wonder what black people are going to do on these shores when they realize we've had these crackers outnumbered the whole time. It would be a rude awakening from for them, I believe. Um, and then again, we are so distracted. Would it matter to them? Mm. Because right, right now, with what we're going on, it doesn't matter to them. With all of, like you said, right here in Washington, D.C., 2,500 of our youth, 2,500 of our babies and our village are missing. Who's talking about it? Mm. Everybody's chasing the bag. Everybody's trying to be on walk time. Everybody wants to be a rapper or mm. an actor. Everybody, they're, they're, if we continue, if we continue to long for and idolize the things that, that those that came before us, that committed genocide to have, that snuff life to have and we are we are after the same exact thing then the same curse that is bestowed upon them would be favored to us we we're going to receive that thing which is why our youth are in the street murdering each spilling blood because we long and idolize long for and idolize wealth riches and power and that is not who we were rec- created to be as a race of people. It's not in our DNA. It's not in our genetic makeup. Um, mm. We don't have hate in our blood. We don't have hate in our, in our spirit. That's not who we are. We don't even hate them. We're still trying to be friends with them. We're still trying to be allies with them. And some of our brothers are even laying down with these 
white women. Mm. If I can be. So we don't have hate in our body. Mm. But we cannot keep wanting what they wanted. We, We cannot. It's not for us. We need unity. We need humanity. We, we need humanity, dignity, and what? What is it, Laquay, that you said tonight? I wrote it down. Uh, you asking what the order of the day is? What is the order of the day, Laquay? Noble standards. Noble That's standards. What we mean. Noble standards. And I digress. And thank you again, Brother Yarima, Brother Dwayne, Brother D for having this platform and, and allowing me to speak candidly. Um, and we need more of this for our people. Empress, you, you can come on, you can come on my platform anytime. You and Brother <laughs> Laquay. We, we, so this is our tribe over here. So you're, you're always, well, this is our tribe and we built it. So, okay. uh, and we meet, we meet, there's people, we, all of us on this stage have met outside of outside of you and brother LaCroix, we've all met. So we know one another and there's some in the audience that we have met as well. Um, this is our tribe, real talk. So you're always welcome. Uh, we need to have these real conversations. My platform, as you know, is no fluff. It's all substance. Um, I'm not on here for a fluff conversation. Um, I don't waste time like that. Life is too important right now to be wasting time with fluff. So, um, we appreciate you. And it's, 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 it's it's refreshing to hear the passion of a black woman's voice, um, and 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 I hear that passion in you, and I hear I hear the 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 undertone of crying for yo. We need to get this done, and I appreciate that from one warrior to another. Um, I don't know if you were done, Aisha. If you had more questions, if not, we want to get to conscious. Um, no, I was I was finished. I appreciate. I, I I didn't even realize I had my thing on mute, but I, I was done. Thank you, guys. Okay, awesome. Thank you, sister. Conscious, you wanted to add. You had a question or questions or. Um, I had a question and some comments. Um, peace to the room. Um, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day when I see. Um, Black farmers coming together. Um, like I, I've started a, a organization, like thing called Teach Our Youth to Grow, trying to uh, get get together parents and children and the community to try to grow food at their homes and try to grow food wherever they are. We need to grow food. So I was getting this vision from 2017 that we need to start growing our own food anywhere in houses, buildings. Long story short, there's 2020. Um, initiative. I'm going to just call it that. The 2020s Co-op Farmers Initiative or website is perfect for me right now because that's what I need. Um, what I, My question though is in this co-op and in this um, uh, basically in this uh, you know pooling together of agriculturalists and ag- agricultural enthusiasts etc. Um, and you know the professionals as well. Is there any way that, or is there any form of classes to um, teach teach the youth, teach the adults to grow to? Because the way I see it is, 
um, as a collective, um, each individual as, you know, in the community, we all need to have these different skills. We all need to learn how to build men, women, children. We need to learn how to build. We need, all need to know how to grow. We all need to know how to defend ourselves. We all need to know uh, basic medical, um, you know, basic medical things. Uh, we all need to know, you know, how to use tourniquets, different, you know, uh, different survival things, things about survival, how to fish, how to hunt, how to be outdoors, etc. Get back to nature. I've all, I've, y'all know me, Yurima D, Dwayne, well, y'all know that I'm, I'm always talking about getting back to nature and in that whole aspect that the agricultural part is the foundation. You know, before I go on a rant, because I, you know, I'm passionate about everything natural. Um, this is, this is it. Um, but yeah, my question was, is there um, like a a group or a niche in this co-op, uh, you know, in this co-op, you know, farmers co-op where Mm -hmm. we're teaching, uh, people who are volunteers. Yes. Yes. And yes. Thank you so much, brother conscious for asking that question because we are partnering with HBCU. We have partnered with UDC which is the University of the District of Columbia, because they do have an agricultural program. We are actually in the midst of partnering with uh, Southern Texas University as well, and we are actually trying to get more HBCUs on board. So the answer to your question is yes, yes, and yes. And being that you already have this organization, we need you too. So what we do, well, well, I will uh, begin doing uh, as of the 22nd. Um, every other week, I'm going to be having a Zoom uh, uh, call. And this is for potential, you know, members that want to come on board. And as well in these Zoom calls, we also speak to um, anyone that's interested in growing uh, food boxes in their backyard, uh, 10 by 10. All you need is a 10 by 10 little plot of land in the backyard. And we'll teach you um, what herbs to grow, um, what type of produce that you can grow, and not only grow, but actually create another stream of revenue coming into the household. Um, this, is, this is the type of program that uh, we're building. Because we want everybody to learn how to grow their own herbs and, and produce in their backyards. Um, literally, I was talking to a farmer last week, and he told me that you can actually apply to be a farmer. And just by growing in the little space that is between the, the sidewalk, you know how you have the sidewalk and then uh, that little piece of, of grassy area before you get to the curb? Yes. yes. Okay. So you notice how the city comes out and plant trees in those spots and those little spaces? Yep. Well, if you use that space, you are a farmer. If you started growing in that little, tiny little piece of, 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 of grassy area in between the sidewalk and the curb, you can actually apply for funding from the USDS. You are a farmer. 
And that's something that we don't even know. A lot of us don't know. I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> you know, but when you know the playbook, you can play the game. And mm-hmm. that's one thing we didn't know. So, yeah, you learn those types of things when you come into the world of, of, of farmers that have been in that space for eons. Um, they know the tricks and trades to get funding. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason why we are asking everyone to just sign up, contact us, do whatever you need to do to get involved. And definitely, please, conscious, go to the website, fill out a contact us form. Um, or a volunteer form, and I will. Pr- I promise you, I will be reaching out to you. Yo, that is so dope. I'm not even not to sound cliche, but that teach I used to grow was dead ass trying to do that same exact thing. Go into people's homes and teach them how to grow, like grow little boxes. And and I wanted to build the boxes for them, so I would definitely volunteer my time to do that shit for you because it's a bigger opportunity. It's way more people. I, you know, I, I'd rather the network than trying to do it one by one. You know, I'm gonna do. I'd rather the people because it's the community and it's unity. So I'm gonna walk with y'all in this, and I'm gonna definitely put all hands on deck to do this because this was my initial dream from you know to get off the plantation was to teach our youth to grow, and if I can you know team up with you know a plethora of agriculturalists and people mm-hmm. who are down to do it you know i also wanted to build greenhouses in the communities um you know to to combat the food deserts you know about that yeah um, so um, where are you located if you know i don't mean to, it, it, I, it does, I know it doesn't really matter but no i'm 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 in the maryland area are you in the dmv area okay yep. that's fine because we, we trying to travel and be all over the place anyway but this is perfect i love it i love it i love it and can you run by the uh, run me by the 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 name again, it's 2020coopfarmers.com. 2020farmerscoop.com. Yes. And that's co-op, C-O-O-P.com. All right. I'm going on that right now as we're talking. Please do. I, I would love for everyone, everyone to just Even go. if you're not a farmer. But here's the thing. The co-op is national. <laughs> it's a national co-op. Indeed. So we cover we cover all regions. So what we'll do is plug you in to whoever's in your region. That's the reason why we want everybody to come on and come on board, so we can start uh, plugging it in, plugging in our databases, filling it up, so we can actually um, pair up our farmers with our supporters. And in that region, um, you know, there's strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers. Right now, we have no strength. That's the reason why they've been railroading our farmers for years. But if we were together under one umbrella, do you think they would be able to have done the things that they've done over the last few decades? They've Mm. been robbing these farmers. Had it been all of us together, it would have never happened. Mm. But we can never make this mistake again. You know what's crazy? Not to take it off, but my dad told me about this. He told me that when... Back in the day, we gave up the farmland to come to the cities to work for the, you know, to work for the banks and the, and the schools and to get into the industrial, um, you know, to get into the industrial age and help move America forward and not getting the recognition or in the world in, in general, wherever you went on the, in the, in the world, whether it was in Europe or the, you know, on the continent, 
we gave up the farmland to 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 be more European. And I think we got to go back to that. But I'm sorry. You are absolutely correct. It's time for us to go back to the soil from which we come. That is that is that is what we do best. Um, you know, um, I think about the the system, and we are still slaves. Mm-hmm. We are not free. We're still slaves. Um, if you take a look at the Thirteenth Amendment, it'll tell you that. It'll tell you that any man is free and slavery is abolished until those handcuffs are put on you. Hmm. Period. Once those handcuffs are put on you, you are a slave. But you were never free in the first place. We are just automated, modernized slaves. So yes, you left the fields. Everyone left the fields and moved up north. But whose dynasties did you build? There, because we still don't own shit. Uh, I got a quick question. Um, I got a quick question for Brother LaQuay. Um, Brother LaQuay, is there a way that do you have an IG page or a Facebook page also that we can contact you over there? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, he might not be on because he remember he's in. No, I'm still on. Oh, there you go. I'm still on. Yeah, I I was talking. My mic was on. Uh, I have a um, Facebook page that's called uh, Laquay Longuel Professional, uh, as well as an account. Um, There's a Facebook group for Obsidian Lead Investment Association. Um, It's private invite. we have a couple of other groups that I run on Facebook, a couple of other um, IG pages. Uh, the IG page that I have is literally the Quay Longuel. And all of my um, business ventures outside of um, uh, uh, maybe Obsidian Elite are pretty much featured on my page. So all okay, you need to do you. is type in my name. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you, brother. Okay. Uh, anything else for Jackie and LaQuay or just any comments um, that uh, we want to we wanna get out there to the people? So, so sidebar real quick, Brother Yurima. Uh Like I said, I've been watching you for a minute. I saw you started to, uh, on some of your, your, your recent stuff, maybe not too, too long ago. Uh, you started talking on, um, I heard you start speaking on the Orisha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one time, I guess, uh, when we get off of this, we could chop it up. I'm a student of IFA, uh, now going on maybe ah. 30 years. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We definitely got to talk. We definitely got to talk. Heavy work, heavy work. Mm, so yeah, cool. so I was just telling I was just telling Sister Jackie today, excuse me, Conscious, um, the the movement that's about to come right now. If you want to make sure that you you know it's a fifty fifty chance of this or that, we need to all be making sacrifices to Oya. Hmm. Like, right? mm. Make offering to Oya, and if you don't know Oya, spell O Y A. And if you're open yeah. to that, go ahead and research that, and, and and all you need to do is make some sort of offering. 
It'll tell you, when you research it, it'll tell you exactly what to do. Mommy water. Oh yeah, mommy water. Oh yeah, mata. Now that's Jimmy Ya. Oh yeah, mata is that's her sister. Okay. She rules the cemetery. So with everything that just happened, pandemic, all that kind of stuff, all these type of things, you know, it's just it's it's a random. It's kind of almost a random deal, you know, where whether whether the luck lands on you or not. She's the tornado. She's the whirlwind. She has two choices when she comes to your door. She can take away the things that are, are plaguing you and deposit things that are beneficial. Or she could she could either pick up and give you something positive or pick up and, and let the shit fall on you. So may, you want to make sure that you said something and did something nice for her so that she deposits the positive thing so that this change that's happening ends up on your positive note. And you believe that if you want to. It's just the energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are y'all coming to the Unity Walk in, in total? No, Brother Conscious. Uh, the brother's in Senegal, but... Uh, um, um, Jackie. Yeah, that... I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The information. No, you're definitely welcome. It, it it might be short notice, Jackie, but it's come this coming Thursday. We're going to be there from the uh, 22nd to the 25th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's oh. our national, it's our national event. Um, we do it yearly. Um, we always pick a predominantly historically historical black site. We try to do it in the Midwest so that all four cor- corners of the country have a chance to make it. So, um, okay. kind of meet in the center. So if you can make it, we would love to. We would love to have you. It's going to be a great event. Um, we're actually going to be taking a tour of Black Wall Street on Friday, doing some other family stuff on that day, and then uh, Saturday we're going to uh, have an event for all of us at the gal at a gallery that we rented out, and uh, it's just a time for us to build, strategize, and uh, get to know our family and and have energies meet one another. I'm big on energy, so. Um, that's the, that's the safest bet. People, people say a lot of things, but when you meet their energy, that energy don't lie. So. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, it is a little short notice, but I I would have loved to attend. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I definitely will be there next year or any other events that you have coming up. Just let me know. Um, I support. I support my people 100%. Thank you. We definitely, we definitely let you know um, from here on out. And like I said, um, you definitely, uh, you and LaCoy are part of the family. So um, we look forward to more. We look forward to more conversation um, and, and more building sessions. Um, and I, I'm just uh, really grateful to you both for all the information. I'm grateful to you, Brother LaQuay, for the work that you were doing. Um, it's it's needed. Um, and I, I've been saying that, you know, as long as we're all doing something, um, the ancestors will find a way to have us meet in the middle and bring it all together. And it's slowly, that's what's slowly starting to happen. Um, connections are being made. Networking is going on. And, and, and there's a slow build to us all meeting and uh, I'm appreciative for that. Um, so I'm appreciative to you both for coming on and you're always welcome. Ashe, 
And and thank you for having us, brother. I mean, uh, um, we greatly appreciate the opportunity. Um, this has been exciting. Um, I'm glad I'm able to reach the masses and put this message out there. Um, I cannot stress it again. Um, this is dire. The house is on fire. And we cannot stand by and watch it burn down. Um, we have family. And I have three beautiful queens of my own. Um, I can't fathom what it's going to be like if we don't do something about their future right now. So um, there's an old saying that a man who plants the seed of a shade tree, he plants that seed knowing that he may never sit underneath that tree and enjoy the shade. Mm. for the future generation. Yes, there's also a saying, there's also a saying that it's better for a man to die for something meaningful than to live for something meaningless. And so, <laughs> we've been, we've been living for meaningless shit for a long time now. Yeah. It's time to start uh, living for something meaningful. Um, 2020 Farmers Co-op, correct? Yes. 2020FarmersCoop.com. So this is it. I'm on the site right now. I just want to show the family over here on IG. Um, yeah. And uh, partners, there it is about. You got the whole thing. Where would, where would we go to sign up, uh, Jackie? If you want to become a gold member... Then you would go to, um, give me one second, let me pull it up right now, and I'll tell you exactly which tab to click on to become a, you can go to the Soul of Farming. If you go to Soul of Farming, that is for farmers to join. You can pick, you can pick your pool, you can either pick ranchers, um, you can pick uh, produce uh, growers, hemp growers, or industrial hemp. The Friends of Farming, if you click on that tab, Friends of Farming, it's going to take you to your membership. So if you want to become a non-farming member, that is a gold membership. If you want to become a silver member, that is a corporate supporting member. If you go to the Get Involved, Get Involved is where you can sign up to help. You can become a volunteer. We're looking for farmers aid, social media ambassadors as well. Um, so you can help us put the word out, legal advocacy, government advocacy, and others. Other is wherever your passion leads you. At the bottom of that page, you'll see where you could just donate, um, which is still supportive. Um, and then you can just contact us as well. Uh, Contact us if you have any questions or if you have information you'd like to share. If you know of any farmers that uh, probably, you know, a lot of our farmers in uh, the rural areas do not have access to Wi-Fi because they live so far out in the country, uh, there's no Wi-Fi for them. So we are actually looking for volunteers that know of farmers that live way out away from um, technology 
that we can actually send them out to the farmer to share information or to bring information back to the co-op. But that way we leave no farmer behind um, and we include them all. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Jackie, for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And so you can go to that web, that web page, um, and sign up, get involved. This talk wasn't for anything. Um, the talk is only as good as the action that goes behind it. And so, you know, I don't, as I'm sure, wealth and D, we don't get on for our health. Um, there's much healthier things to do than talk actually. So, so that's just not, we don't, we don't do it for our health. We really are about change. Um, you see me out. Um, and it's always a great thing when, when I see you, uh, but this is literally about work. Um, this is about the work that we all put in together. And I've often said, you've heard me say it over the years, like it's a lot, the workload becomes less with the more people you have involved. The problem is it's always a few who are doing all the work and the workload gets so heavy and then everybody's scrambling trying to get stuff done. But if we actually all just work together, the workload is actually, it becomes a lot easier um, and a lot lighter. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, also keep in mind that um, usually it just doesn't work out like that. I know that we, we, we would like to, cause we have this sobby thing. We've watched a lot of movies. So, we have this belief that the storm can actually come to our door. And after we've done all the partying and all the uh, sliding by the, the means that actually matter and just brushing past them, we think that when the storm actually comes to our door that, oh, something miraculous is going to happen and this thing is going to leap out of the sky and jump into my body and I'm going to have these miraculous powers and I'm going to know what the fuck is going on. Overstand that some of us have actually studied for years to get to this level like it wasn't a miraculous thing now there might have been some miraculous things that happened due to the fact that we study uh you really have to be in tune and you really have to be doing some work and so um just keep that in mind um when we talk about food shortage shortages and all of that um yeah it's uh, uh the devil is the devil's moving the ancestors are moving too, though. The ancestors are definitely moving. So it just depends on how you look at it and what side. Right. Brother LaQuay and Jackie, any last things before we get up out of here? Plug yourself. Plug yourself. I, I would just leave everyone with this. Um, we are all family, and it's time that we recognize that. We also need to learn who we are as a race of people. We were chosen, and we were first. So I just leave you with rise every day, every day to be greater than your yesterday, every day, and find one person to help. I don't mean put something in their hands. Just help. Find ways to start giving of yourself and feed your soul 
because that's the only way you're going to feel full. And that's the only way that we're going to move forward with love, compassion, um, and the care and concern that we need to heal. So rise every day to be greater than your yesterday family. And I'll leave you with that. Thanks again, Brother Yarima, Dwayne, B, Clay, Sadaisha, and uh, Brother Conscious. Thank you all. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Empress. Give thanks. Thank Much love. Thank you. So, uh, Thank you. I'm going to start off with Naja, representation of uh, the community, Krishnaja Febosa. Uh, we completely appreciate and salute Sister Jackie for making the connection with Brother Urema. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sister Cindy, who is uh, a partner with us on Ibada International, who helped to make that connection. Sister Cindy, she made the connection. I got to give her her props. I'm sorry. No problem. And um, the future, I mean, right now we are at a war. We're in war. But the future is, is bright for all of us who make it to the other side and are able to uh, surf this change that's coming, that's already here, that we're experiencing. Um, you gotta, you got to jump outside of your, your box and start seeing yourself in a different light, in a different tomorrow that's completely to your liking and completely in your favor, where no one is hunting you and no one is seeking to trip you up and make you fall. That's what mm. it is living under white supremacy. You know, for black men, the first time I stepped foot on the continent, I'm going to tell you, it's the first time in my life, and I did this back in 1998, it's the first time in my life that I did not feel like you better not make a mistake because they're going, they coming for you. I didn't feel like, you know, every time you saw a siren or some lights, it was coming for you or that might be your day. You was, I was literally just walking through ancient baobab forest that looked like brontosaurus dinosaurs might come out of it in any given moment. Hmm. Back then, you know, back then you had, you had the, the CD players <laughs> and the headphones. So I'm walking through, uh, the Savannah through the, the, the Sahel portion of Africa, listening to, listening to music from, from, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I like oldies, so I was listening to some temptation and remembering the moment when I looked up and saw all of the stars in the Milky Way. That wasn't, mm. you know, when you get into the country and you really see what the sky looks like, you can understand how our ancestors viewed and understood their place in the universe. Mm. So we need to be able to have that experience and, and, and guard and protect that experience for our children. So that they can have that. So that the dreams that we want for ourselves, even if we're not able to achieve it, we, we give those, we pass those on to them so that they can experience. And if you believe in the ancestors, we never really leave as long as our blood exists and is alive on this planet. And even if the day it ever, be, it ever ends, know that we ourselves are always eternal. There, you know, if you start really getting into African spirituality, you ain't worried about no heaven or no hell. That's, mm. that's just fiction. Know that you're eternal and know that you're infinite and all you need to do is walk in the splendor that you are. We're all divine. It's for you mm. to remember, right? And there's no experience that is positive that if you claim it that you can't have. 
So forget that too. The wonderland that you're trying to think that you could get to once you leave this realm, you can make that wonderland here today. You know, it's just a matter of how strong is your will? How strong is your skill at manifestation? That's all it takes. And you can have what you want. So this rat race where we're running around with, they got us believing like it's only a little bit here. It's a scarcity of this or a scarcity of that. This will be all gone. It's a very big planet. <laughs> the problem is they want to hoard and have most of it to themselves. They, they don't like other human beings. They want to be, you know, to themselves and, and have the majority of everything. They're greedy beyond measure. So everything that's happening to us that's happening at their hands, know that they can't succeed in that. That's a fool's destiny. They're going to self-destruct. We just got to make sure we get out the way and make sure that they don't destroy the future of our planet, the future of our children, because our seed has to prosper. This is what this is what we've been since day one. This is a, just a hiccup in our history, which is bad. So I say that to say my particular mm. place in that entire scheme, my name is um, Eshu Olailu. And my job, my destiny is to guard the treasure of the community. So wherever you see me doing business, I'm looking to build up our treasury so that we can have an economy, so that we can have a prosperous future. So I look forward to everyone becoming a partner with us. Ibotta International is just one, but it's definitely a venture that you should take advantage of for you to be able to build yourself some passive income to help increase your retirement. And you can have that whenever you, once you achieve um, passive income that's on parity with your current salary, you can retire, whatever your age is, if you want to. And that gives you time to develop yourself. The name of the game, if you want to know, well, how, what do I got to do to become wealthy? Just increase your passive income. Well, how do I do that? find investments that do that and make sure that you add up and you total it up. You're making your own salary. And once you achieve that, you're done. You, you don't work for other people anymore. You just invest. So uh, I, I appreciate your time, brother Yurima. Uh, I love to share and um, uh, partage uh, knowledge with our people. So thank you very much, um, brother D, brother Dwayne, sister Jackie, Aisha and the audience. Thank you everyone for uh, inviting us and having us. It's been a pleasure um, breaking bread and participating in a cycle with you. Naja. Naja, and thank you. Naja, yeah. Thank you, Naja. Brother thank you. Give thanks, family. Give thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, before we go, I got to give, I got to give special thanks. Um, this sister, man, she'd be doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. She never liked me to put her on blast, which is why I am. But Cindy is awesome. Cindy, you're absolutely awesome. I know you're black. I know you're back there blushing. I can't see you, but <laughs> I know you are. It's all right. It's a beautiful thing. Shout out to you. Big, 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 big shout out to Cindy. Um, Brother Jerima, I met you through Cindy. <laughs> yeah. Cindy has plugged me into some wonderful people in the last two days. Um, she's a powerhouse. So I thank you, Cindy, so much for all of your help and believing in me and feeling my passion. And if there's anything you ever need, you already know. <laughs> I'm there. 100%. Ten toes down. Yeah, we thank you, Empress, uh, for your work. Cindy don't like to be in front of the cameras, but she doesn't need to be. The work she does behind the scenes is absolutely phenomenal and uh, very much needed. Uh, so with that said, 
This is the uh, Mastermind Alliance. As a matter of fact, I should be on tomorrow night for the Cindy Ashby production on the Wake Up Radio from 10 to 12. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow night. Uh, thank you, Jackie. Thank you, LaQuay. We'll be doing some work behind the scenes as well. I appreciate you both. Um, and it's always great meeting family. It really is. So with that said, peace, prosperity, salutations, uh, D wealth. Do I mean D and yeah, D and wealth. Do you have anything before we go? I forgive my manners. No, it's all right, King. Hey, look, this was an awesome discussion. Uh, I really got a lot of value and, uh, and I'm in the intellectual that I am. They gave me some work. So, Time to go do some work and research, you know, and put some put some action behind that research. And I also listen. I gotta shout it out with shout out to do. You know, I believe in divine alignment. So you guys pretty much said what I wanted to. But I'm a, I'm gonna direct it where it's supposed to go. Cindy Ashby is amazing, 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 amazing. So um, I'm not gonna go too heavy into the details, but she set up a. Uh, uh, a meet tonight and uh, our kids was hanging out so uh, that that was awesome so when Yurima talks about family in the room right and, and a tribe and a community you know it, it, Cindy definitely puts in a lot of behind the scenes work so they loved it and uh, they look forward to the next one yeah I love you Cindy <laughs> same here yeah. um, hey but um no, but seriously speaking, Jackie and LaQuay, y'all y'all brought tremendous value to the conversation, and you know I'm I'm extremely grateful for y'all's presence. So um, I'm not gonna um, you know just say a bunch of shit without without saying a bunch of shit. I just want to say thank y'all, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, brother D. Thank you so much for that. Yes, and keep in mind uh, this. Coming Thursday, the 22nd, July 22nd through the 25th, we'll be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of Black Wall Street. Uh, we will be there for our national event. I look forward to meeting the family. I look forward to meeting new family as well. Uh, we're going to make this a family affair from here on out. It is our time. The shift is taking place uh, and uh, alignments are taking place as well. Uh, so make sure that you are tapped in. I look forward to seeing you. Also, for the Ohio family, I will be in Toledo tomorrow. So for our Ohio family, I'll be up there in Toledo for a pop-up event uh, for a good friend of mine. She's opening another school. Uh, she has one uh, that, uh, and you've seen me do interviews with her back in the day for her tech school in Houston. She has now opened another school for our Aboriginal Indigenous uh, children in Toledo, Ohio. Um, so I will be up there for that pop-up event. I look forward to seeing the family. With that said, peace, prosperity, salutations. We are out. I love you all. And make sure that you are staying safe. One. Love and light. Peace and abundance, family. Peace and love. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial. And I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? 
I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Eurema Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashby Production. Ashby Production. Ashby Production. On the wake up.